So this is Hillary Burns and welcome to another episode of Get Real and Get Free, where we say what we don't think we can say and the AAA formula for freedom, which is awareness, <laughs> acceptance, and action. And today I am delighted to be with Margot Denemy. Margot is a Crown attorney in Toronto, Canada, which is similar to a trial attorney or district attorney in the U.S. She is a mother an author and a speaker and she has developed a passion for educating children from the inside out so if i'm not saying that right margo can correct me i am thrilled i met margo through my daughter her company was her company kikori was featuring margo on a little like a seminar and when i saw what margo was doing i was like oh my god i gotta talk to her because it's 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 really cool really cool really impactful and really inspiring so margo welcome 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 thank you thank you thank you i'm so thrilled to be here thanks thanks for inviting me you're you're very welcome so let's talk about how you got started with this um Margo wrote a book. I'll let her tell you about that. But what what prompted you on this course of action? I mean, you, I know you're an attorney, very successful, and then all of a sudden this little thing was going on. What? Tell me about that. Yeah, um, well, let me give you a little bit of background. So I've worked in the criminal courts as a lawyer for well over 20 years. And during that time, I had my two daughters. And as I was raising them, they were about seven and nine, and I just started to look at the media and all the images that they were looking at and couldn't help but compare themselves to. And I realized that everything that they were comparing themselves to were photoshopped or digitally altered. And I thought, this just can't be right. Like, how can we raise a whole generation of children to, that are comparing themselves to these people that don't exist? So I started to point that out to my daughters and say, you know, that person really doesn't look like that. You know, people don't have perfect straight teeth and perfect hair and perfect this. So, it, and they they seemed quite interested in learning more about that. And I, mean, I did they believe the, you? Did they believe you, or did they think, oh, mom, come on, like? Oh, I'm sure there was an element that said, oh, mom, come on. But when you show them the proof that it was like, you know. So I thought we've really got to combat this through helping our kids develop themselves, create themselves from the inside out. Because the media wants them to believe that the Kardashians and adding this and that to your button to their wherever is going to make you a beautiful person. And I thought we've got to really, I, I just started to really focus on, on uh, who the kids were on the inside out. And my daughter at one point said, mommy, am I pretty? And I thought, that's a really loaded question and I'm not going to be very flippant in my answer. So I said, I don't know, what did you do today? Were you kind? Did you share? Like, what did you do? And then I'll tell you if you're pretty. And the next day, again, she asked me the same question. Finally, I said, you know, you're not really getting what I'm trying to tell you here. I don't care what you look like on the outside. It's who you are that matters. And uh, so it started this dialogue and and that's kind of what happened in, in the beginning of the journey. Wow. So it, it was very interesting. And then with that, so I grew up with brothers and I played a lot of road hockey. I was a real tomboy. So I didn't go through the pretty stage, 
But when I would tell mothers about my answer, and just basically I would end up by saying, Madison, I just, I just want to see your heart. Tell me who you are in your heart, and then we can talk about pretty. And the mothers that I was with, they just said, I love that answer. I'm going to use that answer. That's a fantastic answer. So at that time, my daughters were both taking art lessons. So I started to incorporate their art into the book and the message that I wanted to write. So that's how Mommy and My Pretty came about. In I launched that in 2013. And then from there uh, and through word of mouth, it's become a speaking tour. And I've gone to close to 200 schools now and, and speak to kids about the message, about creating who they are from the inside out. And have you seen like have you have you seen a shift? So we started with, you know, they're looking at these Photoshop pictures that comparing themselves. Did you see a shift when you started having these different conversations? Absolutely. And you know when I see the shift is when I go to the schools. I mean I did in my daughters, of course, because it was an ongoing dialogue that we have, but when I go to the schools and speak to children, I show them photoshopped images of movie stars that they would know. So younger people that you, and, and I show them that they don't in fact look the way that they're held out to be looking because there's lots of evidence of this on the internet. And then I, we go through the lessons in Mommy and My Pretty, which is essentially about a girl who's walk, whose best friend asks if she's pretty. And Molly says yes, but she doesn't really know what pretty means. So on the way home, she has a dialogue with her mother. And her mother, in a similar manner to which I had with my daughter, says, what did you do today? Uh, were you kind? Were you inclusive? Talks about developing a passion. Um, positive affirmations. All of these powers, superpowers, if you will, that help bolster our self-esteem and create the person from the inside out. So that's what I do with the children in school. First, we talk about Photoshopped images, the dangers of comparing themselves to these people. And secondly, we talk about the power that we have in controlling the person that we are from the inside out. So yes, I do, to answer your question, I do see a tremendous shift when these kids recognize that they have the power to create the person that other people see. Wow, and what are some examples of that? I mean, do you see it right then and there? Do you, like, how do you know? I mean, I think it's so important what you're doing. I mean, it's it's, it's like life change. I mean, it's life changing. And who, who but our kids are the most important because they're turning exactly. into the next generation. So imagine a gener, I mean, you know, you look, at the gym, they're all taking pictures of themselves. Like it's like the most and only important thing, how they look and um, what you're doing, teaching them that they have the power and who are you and what's your passion. Um, and you know, that's one of my commitments is that people get their, their greatness, that they get their own special gifts. And um, you know, that's the work that you're doing. So, so can you give some examples of how, you know, what you saw and with these kids? Yes, yeah, so what what I do is we celebrate all of them. So if I'm teaching them about kindness or if we're having a discussion about kindness, I get them to stand up 
and they talk and they share with the class what they did to be kind and we celebrate them and you know talk about how good they felt after being kind and what that meant to them we also talk about their passions developing passions and and how important that is and we talk about making mistakes and how important that is and by the end of the book you have a whole discussion about who the person is and and that's what makes someone a beautiful person is when they can be kind and and develop a passion and and, and all of that kind of thing so i mean the, one of the times but this is like a figment of this story has happened many times but this little girl came up after i read the book and she said i just want to really thank you for writing this book because i've never thought that i was pretty but now that you've taken the time to explain to me what pretty is i think i might be and i just want to give you a hug with that, I thought, so it is the whole package. It is when they come to realize that they have the power to present the person that they are to the world through through these kind acts, through being developing who they are. Yeah, so you're, so, you're really creating awareness and it's like opening their eyes to something that they've never seen before, right? That no one probably has ever talked about before you know that's right yeah yeah because you you can't be sure that this is an ongoing dialogue at in their home or wherever right so i think just opening that up and after many many school visits i was always asked when are you going to write a boy's book mm. so i wrote awesome inside and out because you know, recognizing that boys too have similar issues, that they have a lot of pressures that they need to deal with as well. So Awesome Inside and Out was uh, published just before um, COVID struck, sadly. Wow. So, uh, but it too recognizes a lot of the challenges that boys and girls face. It's about two twins who um, have a similar dialogue about who they are on the inside it deals with bullying. I think sometimes it's very difficult. We have, you know, kids struggling with being ostracized or, or left out, you know, so that's another thing that I really like to get into the schools and talk about inclusiveness, inclusiveness of everyone. There should never be someone alone and left out in a school to cafeteria. Wow. And how old are the kids that you're talking to? Like what? I spoken with everyone from uh, kindergarten right up till grade 12 because what the message I think is really important I think teenagers now older teenagers obviously I don't read from a children's book but I do talk about you know the six tenets of, of bolstering your self-esteem which is what's included in mommy am I pretty and I talk to them about you know working as a lawyer, seeing what I've seen, the impacts of low self-esteem, which ultimately can lead to poor decisions and consequences that result from poor decisions. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've spoken with a lot of older groups about the important message, because it really is a timeless message for sure. And, and that's the way I wrote it is to structure a, a conversation. It, it, it's meant to have a conversation, whether it be with your teacher, an aunt, uncle, 
parents, you know, because self-esteem is something that develops over time too, right? So it's, it's an ongoing process and, and feeling good about ourselves. We might, you know, life is a series of setbacks and successes. So our self-esteem and self-image, it, it can roll with that. Yeah. Now, do you think, I'm just thinking about it, like, God, we need you in every school every day. Um, now I forgot the question, but do you think this is the first time that they're hearing a conversation like this? I mean, it's so profound what you're doing. And yet I wonder, A, have they ever considered that, you know, good on the inside is, is okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, but you know, I'm thinking about my kids they are grown now, but like, I mean, I know they were very concerned, you know, always taking the pictures and how they looked and are you fat and all that. And, you know, most my daughter more than my son, but you know, we did, I don't know if we specifically talked about what's inside. Obviously we want them to be good person. I, we did talk about making good choices and you know, what they love to do. But I'm just wondering if other people are having these conversations like in their homes or in the classroom and how do we get you everywhere? How can we just clone you or put you in every classroom around the world? Really? <laughs> I would love to be, I would love to be. That's why I'm thrilled that Kokori app uh, brought, or brought my uh, messaging in because as we know that they deal with teachers. So it's fantastic that to get the message out in that regard and have other teachers kind of train the trainers, teach the teachers to, to teach kids to celebrate themselves because I, I can tell you that the response that I get from individual children is really overwhelming for me that I realized like I'm sure that this is a message in many school or many homes but at the same time it's always different when your children hear it from someone else mm -hmm. it might just reinforce the message that you're already starting to say at home but now you have it in a book now you have it in a book that that five or six or 10 people can read with your child and, and everyone formulate a different conversation with them. So it's kind of interesting and that's the way I developed it. You know, many of us are working parents and I just find that the time when you're putting your kids to bed at night is such a valuable time to get inside their head and to find out their thoughts and what they're you know, they're thinking how they went about their day. And sometimes when you're just chatting, that's the time that they're going to share with you. And that's what the book is designed to do. It's designed to just create a conversation about who your child is. And I think it, it, it's it's exciting and, and, and they like it. They, they really, you know, enjoy the message. Yeah. That, that's great. So where do they find your book? If, if, if a parent wants to get your book, where can they buy it? Oh, it's on Amazon, okay. both in the uh, United States, Canada, India, all over. Amazon's probably the best route to find Mommy Am I Pretty? And the boy, boy and girl one is awesome inside and out. Yeah. So, okay. That's one thing I recommend to parents. I mean, you know, like you said, when my kids were little, I don't know, we were just busy. I don't think we ever really stopped to have these conversations. And so this really gives them a tool as they're putting their kids to bed or in a dialogue. And would do you find that um, 
I remember looking at the kids when they were in, me- in elementary school, and they were so trusting, and I think that the message would be so easy with them. What about with the middle schoolers? They're kind of getting jaded, and maybe they're, you know, they don't have the friends. I remember my, my son's friends had changed, and, you know, at that point, I remember he, he wasn't feeling good about himself. Do you think it's, I'm not saying too late, but I'll just say too late for them. Have we already... Have they already been impacted too negatively with the peer pressure and clicks and stuff at that point? And I and I hear what you're saying, and I agree with that. But I think, too, we started these conversations with kids maybe at 6, 7, and 8. But now there's so many influences on kids. Like, they have a tablet in their hand when they're 3 years old. So in my view, that we have to start these conversations about who they are on the inside at four, five, six, like much, much earlier so that we're always helping to develop them in a positive way early and often so that those dialogues in middle school are an ongoing dialogue. When, you know, back to my criminal lawyer roots, Mm -hmm. when I look at human trafficking being the number one growing crime in North America, that Mm -hmm. just makes me sick. Yes. But it also makes me recognize that we have to raise strong, resilient, both boys and girls, to combat these people that are preying on our children. And it's not okay. So that's another factor that I get very, very concerned with. And and that's why I think we start to have these conversations like... One of my favorite people that I love to read and, and listen to is Louise Hay, the form, former author speaker, mm-hmm. who did brilliant work, but but she loved doing the mirror work. And, you know, why not? We brush our teeth with our kids when they're little, little, little. Why not start that mirror work with your children? What a great memory maker is that? Every night as you're brushing your teeth, then you look in the mirror with mom or dad and say, I'm awesome, I'm kind, I'm smart, I'm unique. And then you go to bed talking about what makes you unique and and why you're so great. You know, life has a way as we continue to grow, to beat us up. Why not start earlier and often so that you can always look back. We know that the impact of growing up in those formative years how impactful they are on the person that we become. Why not start these wonderful practices with our children early and often? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Um, Right? Yeah, now, that's great. I'm wondering, again, what happens? Let's say you're just hearing this now and your kids are in middle school or high school. I know I watched my kids, you know, they not... They had self-doubts. Do you think it's a different conversation as they get older? Do you think it would have to be, you'd have to write some more books, or do you think that that book can be used with the older kids? I mean, do you think they would think, oh, you know, you know, they're kind of, they get kind of jaded, right? Right. What do you sure. think about the older yeah. ones? And even grown-ups. I mean, we all need to, you know, I think our oh, yeah. brains, you know, like I know my brain, it's, it's really... It's automatically negative. It's automatically telling me what's wrong. That's they're they're in survival. You know, how uh, how do we counteract that at a young age? Get them into these good habits, but if they're a little bit older, 
Like, what do you, what's your... And after a bit older, I was fortunate. My father used to always say, you can only have one thought in your head at a time, so make it a good one. <laughs> and I, I like that because we can all control that. We the, can't control what's happening in the world right now, especially, but we can control the way we react. And I really think that that is the conversation that you have with older children. It, it, the way we react, who, again, our outlook on situations is the only thing we can control and and who we choose to surround ourselves with i think that's another big one for for middle school and and older kids because if you choose to surround yourself with people that make you feel bad about yourself then it's not going to be a very enjoyable life. So the only thing that we can control is our reaction and our surroundings. And if you don't like it, then you really have to reevaluate and go back to what you want. What, what you're, you know, I remember my daughter in grade nine, she tried on some new friends and I just sat back and watched nervously, but you know, once they know that, oh, this didn't really feel good. And, you know, I'd always say, oh, what sports do they play? What are they interested in? Are they interested in music or art? Or what do they do in their spare time? Because oftentimes, if they're just looking at going to hang out at the mall, the, the, I'm sorry, it's just not who you want to hang out with. And I'd say always find people that are interested or interesting in doing something. Because if there's too much time you're in, you know, and, and always, you know, find a passion. So it really does all go back to, to the, um, to the principles in the book mm -hmm. about, and that was the one thing as well. You mentioned the thoughts in your head. Uh, I've written now, mommy, am I pretty? The first edition that came out in 2013, right before COVID, uh, came out with the second edition. And one of the tenants in it was positive affirmations because I agree with you and I because when I would speak to children I would realize that I really wish somebody told me that we all have that little person in our head telling us that we can't do that and you're not going to do that and I, I thought well how are you going to know that everybody has that talk about it so I included that as one of the lessons in the second edition that, you know, I can do it again, back to the, the, the mirror work. I think it's really critical to teach kids that we, and I tell them, we, even old people like me have that little negative voice in our head, but we have to learn to control it. And we can always substitute whatever negative feeling with a positive one. But we have to learn how to do that. So next time you have that negative thought come in, think of what a positive thought is and try to replace it. And speaking to them like little people, they can understand that lesson and they do understand it. But learning it early is a great gift, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think knowing that that voice, when you don't know that it's not the truth, it is very, you know, if you're a positive person, that's one thing. I am not. <laughs> I'm a really negative one. I, like everything is negative. And I didn't know that it wasn't true for a long time. 
no one told me. It just, you know, and it, and it's, it, you, you, you start believing it because that's all you hear because it's right here. But what I found when I started creating a different reality was when I started talking about it. And then I realized I wasn't alone. Oh, everybody has that. Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Oh, I don't need to be fixed. I'm fine. You know, like when you're listening to the voice, there's a lot wrong. You spend a lot of time fixing yourself because you think you're no good and and all the things it tells you. And when you can get, oh, it's just this voice, you know, like, and there are so many good, Michael, uh, The Untethered Soul is one of my favorite books. And he he really, yeah, he really puts it in layman's term so you can see this voice. Like Mm -hmm. you're sitting on a park bench talking to yourself only it's the voice you know like like you think the person was crazy but that's what's going on inside your mind so that's that's an awesome book if you if you've never yeah he calls yeah he calls it the roommate in your head yeah yeah and i think you know especially if you're talking to these kids at a young age saying you know that voice is not the truth and it's not real you know i don't know that it ever stops but we can we can just say, oh, there it is again. Like, oh, thanks for sharing. Like, not, like, yeah. you can't stop it, but you can know it's just trying to help you, but it's really not that helpful because it's not who you are. So anyway, I, I right. think it's fantastic that you're starting so early with the kids. And I think this message is so important to get out. Um, well, changing, teaching them that changing your thoughts can change your life, like that's, that's massive and that we can control our thoughts. Like from, and they, they understand like a lesson, like I can do it versus I can't do that. I can't do that. And I say to them, if I were to say, I'm a lawyer, I'm not an author. I can't write a book. I'm a lawyer. Then I would have never written this book. I would have never be sitting in front of you talking about these important messages if my brain won and I decided that I was going to listen to the I can't. Right? So I think we all, no matter what age, have to have the desire and say, I can do this. And believe me, while I was writing the book, I, a friend of mine told me that they, uh, they had a publisher. And so I went to meet the publisher and I had the prototype of my book and I had my girl's art and I'm sitting at a Starbucks and, and he looks at it. And as he's scrolling through the pages, I said, now what my goal is, is to teach children that true beauty comes from within. And I tend to, to, I didn't even know I intended to go to schools, but I think it's a really important message for parents to have this this vehicle, to have this discussion. And his response to me was, as he's flipping the pages of what I, was my baby, he said, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I said, oh, okay, thank you. Uh, why, what, what exactly would you do? And as I told you, it was my children's art. And he said, well, first of all, I'd get you a proper illustrator. I said, oh, really? Well, part of the charm of the book was that her mother, the mother did it with her daughters. Anyway, very long story short, I was out of there within five minutes. Fast forward six months, I published the book. CBC, our national news center in Canada, 
came to my daughter's school, did an entire story about the mother that wrote a book to teach children that true beauty comes from within. So now, had I listened to that publisher, had I thought, what was I thinking? I'm a lawyer, not an author or a speaker. Then it would have been a very short-lived dream. So the fact that I just looked at him and thought, you are not my person. And that's okay that you don't understand that. And shortly after that, the Dove Real, uh, Real Beauty Self-Esteem Fund endorsed my book, Mommy Am I Pretty?, called it a must read on their Facebook page. And I've carried on, and as I've said, uh, now both in Canada and the US, and I can honestly say that it has been one of the most rewarding journeys, experiences of my life. So again, I know all about the I can't, I can't. Now, now what, yeah, no, that's an incredible story. I, when, when that, because some people, when they got that rejection, um, and you know, I had a book I was writing years ago and the reaction was, it was called Miraculous Lives about people with miraculous lives. And the reaction of the publishers, I think I sent it to two, but they were like, oh, nobody wants to read about regular people. They only want to read about famous people. So I stopped. Now, the difference of you is you didn't, now I have published a book since then, you know, 20 years later, but it did stop me that they said that. I was like, okay, well, I, I just stopped. I mean, I had kids, I got busy, but right. I let that stop me and you didn't so what do you think what do you think had you just know that this is not me this is him and keep going that's really awesome yeah i just knew i just knew it was a really important message and i knew that it was a, it needs to be a vehicle to help parents before they go to bed at night have that discussion with kids and i can't tell you the feedback that i get from mothers, grandmothers, fathers, uh, everyone, that it's an often is the go-to book at night. And I just, that wow. just makes my heart. Wow. Yeah, it's wonderful. It really is wonderful. And you know, kids really engage it too, because it, it is children's art. And it, they, they, it inspires them that, hey, I could draw in a book one day. And I often lead that discussion with the kids um at the end of, of my school visits and say if you were to write a book and i teach them how i wrote the book and i show them about publishing wow so that's yeah so no, it, it, yeah that's so great it's really great yeah you know, it's, it's been an incredible journey yeah and it's like the message it's like the universe wanted that message out and it's been taking you out and i i believe that it needs to get further. And so anyway, thank you so much, Margot. So they can get if they can get your book on Amazon, Mommy Am I Pretty yeah. and Awesome Inside and Out. So that's one way to get this message working with your children. Read it at night, have the conversations. If they want to find you, um, your website is celebrateyouinsideout.com. And if you want to book Margot as a speaker, bring her into your schools, you know, I, I recommend it because I just think this is, this is, this is really important. Um, and I see the work that she's doing. So that's one thing. The other thing is they could go to the Kokori app. If you're a teacher, 
Um, can you tell them how to do that? I, you might be more familiar with it than me. Yeah, so <laughs> if you haven't checked out the Kokori app, it's amazing. If you are a teacher or an educator, and I know that everyone is always looking for social emotional learning exercises, and so not only do you have access to uh, my book, which is also on Teachers Pay Teachers, but you have access to so many more social emotional learning um exercises and it's just fabulous so it's at kakori uh app.com and that's and it is yeah k-i-k-o-r-i app.com you can download it right right to your phone and then how would they find your exercises on there particularly that is under the celebrate you or you can just uh look for my name margo uh, M-A-R-G-O-T, Denomy, D-E-N-O-M-M-E, and I, my uh, bio and all the exercises will pop up on the Kokori app. So, yeah, no, it, it is a great resource for educators. Yeah, and it's a startup, and it's doing great, and yeah. there's everything on there for, for working with your kids and Right, having them feel good about themselves, part of the community, being good people. Right? Wouldn't you say that's the message? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. lots of variety too. So that's great. Yeah. So. Lots of yeah. So, so thank you, Margot, for really altering what's possible for our children, for how they see themselves, for having them, you know, just really, I, I'm just seeing as altering their reality. And it's so important. Um, it is. I just important. really, yeah, applaud you. I'm inspired by your conviction that you didn't let that guy stop you. And for the work that you're doing, let's get the word out. And is there anything... Um, is there anything I missed that you want people to know? No, I really appreciate the opportunity to share the message, Hillary. And honestly, I hope I hear from your listeners because I would love to share the message like here and beyond. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So once again, it's Margot, M-A-R-G-O-T, Denemy, but it's spelled D as in David, E, N as in Nancy, O, two M's as in Mary, 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 E. So Denemy, and then celebrate you inside out.com. And if you want to get the book, go right to Amazon. You could probably get it pretty quickly. There's a boy's book and a girl's book as well. So thank you so much, Margot. And I look forward to hearing more about your work soon and the impact you're having. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks.